three of the Worldwide Shelf podcast. We're back. It's been a little break, uh, partially because of other issues, but we're here. We are. We're back, and we're ready to look at this Manchester United game. Um, it was a terrible result. Not going to lie for me. I hate losing two teams. I hate to lose to or draw to. Tottenham for one, Manchester United second, and. This game just very much frustrated me very a lot. Um, terrible game. But we'll get into it in detail. No um, no opinions are stopped in this channel. We, we go full out, no matter who, who agrees, disagrees, whatever. No agendas, they're left at the door. But today we are going to dissect this mixed game. But first of all, I need to announce my fantastic panellists today. Starting with... The trash talking jest- Texan jesters. How are you, my friend? Uh, feel like I've been uh, kicked in the nuts by a mule. Um, that was a that was a terrible result, and uh, you know, I just I can't understand some some things sometimes. But you know, that's what we're here to work it out, right? It's kind of therapy. So people say, "Well, I need to calm down." Not me. If I talk it out, it's therapy. It gets out of my system. And I can move on with life, uh, especially since we have such a sh- uh, short tur- turnaround. On Wednesday, we have Watford, so we got to go again. Yeah, indeed. Very short turnaround. We've got to get back onto the winning streak. Um, and my second guest, the man, the myth, the legend, Marv. How you doing, my friend? Yeah, not too bad. Glass is half full, so I, you know, it was a bad result, but... If we we're going to look at it like it was a, another big game out the way, uh, points were not lost, and another game that's a big one out the way, and we're top of the league. So, you know, I mean, if we look at the positive, we got one. I mean, you know, to win this league, we just can't lose to shit teams. And I, and I said that when we drew to Burnley, we have to beat shit teams. And I get annoyed when people say there aren't shit teams. There definitely are. And I mean, even if you look at our fixtures, we've got Watford away. You know, if we're not winning that, we don't deserve to win the league. But we're not going to not win a league on the basis of a bad draw against a good team. I mean, we've got Watford, West Ham, Leeds, Everton at home, Wolves away, Villa away, Brighton at home, and then, then Liverpool and City together. That's where it will define what's going to happen with our season. After January, January the 2nd, 15th and 23, we've got Liverpool, City and then Tottenham. That's going to decide where we go. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to get back on track and focus on winning these next few matches and then the big matches. But we will get into this game because this game is the one that has been gone and happened. Uh, So, 1-1 draw, uh, goals from Jane Sancho, Sancho Bum, as some people like to call him, Um, and Jorginho with a penalty, which is a small redemption for um, what happened. But we will go into... Just the brief stats just before we get into this opinion. So Chelsea got 66% possession compared to United's 34. A total of 24 shots for Chelsea with six on target compared to United's three and two. Um, 15 corner kicks, which none of them came to anything apart from the penalty. Two big chances for Chelsea compared to one for United. One big chance missed for Chelsea and one hit the woodwork. Um, 17 shots inside the box, seven, seven out. Um, 581 passes for Chelsea with an accuracy of 86%. Um, only a 42% dribbling success, which is something we definitely need to improve, and a 
and a total yeah. of 152 times losing the possession. Uh, 16 tackles, 11 interceptions, and five clearances in the game compared to United's 21, 8, and 38. That kind of points a picture of what it was. It was Chelsea attacking United basically for nine times out of ten of the game. But unfortunately, United capitalised off a big, big mistake and lived to tell the tale. Got a point, a point that is very valuable for them. Um, part having four at the back, three defensive midfielders and a false nine. Uh, couldn't get any more defensive, but there you go. We get called a defensive team. But um, we'll kind of go straight into it. Marv, what was your overall thoughts of the game? Um, it's exactly the same as the Burnley game and we played against a team of similar quality. Um, they didn't attack. They didn't try to attack. We, they got a completely fluke goal from a player that let the country down and shouldn't be allowed to celebrate, to be honest. Um, it was a lucky goal. Again, we completely dominated. Yeah, and we missed too many chances. And, and when you miss, and I said at the beginning... Hudson-Odoi missed an easy one-on-one that you should put anywhere but at the keeper. I mean, I'm not going to blame one player because it's not fair. A few players made errors, but we had enough chances to win. Our expected goals was 2.81 and we scored one penalty. And Man United expected it was 0.86 and they scored. So, you know, we've got to... It's another completely unlucky loss. Uh, Well, not loss, but two results where have just been undeserved. And I hope that justice will eventually be done across the season because... We didn't deserve to draw this game. We deserve to win this game. And, and that's what sticks with me. I don't think the performance was bad. You're going to lose the ball when you've, you're playing against 11 behind the ball. So I don't take too much in that stat. Yeah, we didn't unlock the defence a lot, but we still attacked. Um, when we still produced the chances. Um, unfortunately, the goals just didn't come. But I'm not going to get into blaming one or two or three players. A collective amount of players missed chances. Uh, the thing is, we shouldn't have conceded the goal that we did. Uh, and then that, again, even that's not only on Jorginho, even though I was quite angry with him, but randomly, you know, a player that makes more than I'll ever see in my life in three weeks, probably, can't control the ball. Is I mean, it really pisses me off. However, why was no one protecting him? He was on his own. It was him versus, like, two players, two players that are faster than him. And I know Sancho is shit, but you still got to watch out for giving someone to tap in so yeah I think we deserve the win really and that's what's the disappointing part about it yeah I mean Jester's obviously went out a little bit there but you're back um go on you've had the rant already on Sadiq's channel but tell me tell me your overall thoughts of the game look I said it uh, there I'm gonna say it again there is no different difference from the way we played between this half first half and the first half against Juve. The only difference was that that uh, Chalaba uh, scored a goal off a set piece. But the offensive in, uh, deficiencies were still there in, in the in the first half of the Juve game. Okay, the difference is when we scored the goal. And so when you're an offensive player and you have a chance to put your, put your team up 1-0 and you don't take that chance, then you need to go sit on the bench for a while. Uh, if you're if you're in the six yard box and you you can't do better than what Callum did, then it's time it's just time to rethink. Um, I know that's harsh. Yes, people say, well, he's 20 years old. Well, you know what? Then quit hyping him up. 
that's a chance you have to put away. You put that chance away, then it's a four nothing score line because then they have to come out and, tr- and chase the game. There's more space, and you get your second, your third, your fourth, just like we did against Juve. Problem is, you let a, a team that gets paid as well as we do. So they're professionals. You give them a chance, and they're going to take it. Because we didn't put the ball in the back of the net in the first half. When their chance fell to them, they took it. So we got lucky. We got a penalty. We got it back. But I don't ever want to see that front three again. Uh, there's just – there's nobody there that I'm I'm like, oh, that person is going to score. He's dangerous. Out of Timo Werner, Hakim Zias, and Callum Hudson-Odoi, none of them would frighten me. As a defensive, I, I bet you Lindelof and Bailey, Bailey were looking at each other and going, well, we got to play against those three. We can do that. They're not goal scorers. Timo Werner is not a goal scorer. He's not clinical. We've seen that over a year and a year and a quarter now. He needs multiple chances to score. Whereas you have a Christian Pulisic, a Mason Mount, who's really not as clinical as I would like, but still better than what we had out there. Uh, Kai Havertz was available, who if you give him some chances in the box, he's, he's going to put them in the back of the net or at least put them in a dangerous area. Uh, alongside that, make the pass when it's there to be made. Um, you just got to do it. So uh, that's my overall thoughts. It's two points dropped. Uh, that's four points dropped from home games in the last two home games. Four points. Uh, you know, that's four points we could be at, be ahead right now of uh, of City. Four more points, and we're not. So yeah, we just need get we have to be more clinical. Somebody needs to uh, get on a roll and start putting the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just in that, in that respect, it's just same old Chelsea, um, same old Chelsea, same old issues, and. While we are playing well and we are putting in some fantastic performances and while we are very good at the back and not conceding more than one goal a game, we have to finish these chances. Because at this stage, when everything is so tight, that is going to be the difference whether you can get these points against these smaller teams. And I will call United a smaller team because they are crap this year, um, even now. they didn't play well today. They parked the bus, didn't really want to win the game um, and were looked like they, they were celebrating like they won the league with a draw. That's not United standards. United standards have dropped completely. There's this so-called big club. They're our small club this season. So we, we need to get these results against smaller clubs and not drop these silly points. And if I'm honest, I, 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 I agree with the fact that, oh, this player missed this sitter and this player didn't create this chance from a pass. But at the end of the day, we wouldn't be losing this match if it weren't for the, the goal we conceded because that is not... United did absolutely nothing to, to to get a goal. Absolutely nothing. We just gave it on a plate to him. Jadon Sancho scored a goal like Martinelli and then that's probably going to be the thing United fans talk about for the next two years because that's the only thing they can talk about. Uh, um, but going into, we might as well go into that first goal at first. Um, I'm going to kind of sum up my opinion of it because I have a fair bit to say about this uh, and then I'll get your guys' opinion on it. But 
my god, what a silly, silly goal to concede. Um, it's just that like, Jorginho could have literally done anything else and it probably would have been fine. Head it out, even just go and take a punt at it, just pull it upfield. But to to take a touch like that and then to give it to Sancho is just absolutely awful. And that, to be honest, that is bad enough. I mean, I the thing is, I expect that from your centre. If a, a centre-back did that, I'd, can't, I'd be annoyed, but I'd expect it because you don't expect your centre-back to have the perfect control. And sometimes it can just happen like that. But from your regista, central midfielder, I expect you to be able to bring the ball down better than that. Um, because it wasn't it wasn't the most difficult ball to bring down. Um, he had time to look at it and judge where the ball was going to go. But it was just an awful touch. But that, for me, wasn't the worst thing about Jorginho in that respect. It was the fact that he, after losing the ball, just stood there and didn't bother tracking back. The fact that Alonso is running past you to get the ball, that shows that you've got a problem. And that is from someone that's wearing the captain's armband. That is not how a captain uh, claims a mistake. Uh, that is not how a captain of Chelsea Football Club defends something. It is, that, is the, that is the thing that frustrates me the most. The fact that you made that mistake, you didn't even try to resolve it. Yeah, you're probably not going to catch up to Sancho because you're, you're not the fastest and Sancho is going to beat you in a sprint race. But at least put some effort in. At least put some effort to get back. You just stood there and done nothing. That's the part that frustrates me the most. And yeah, people are saying, oh, yeah, you got the redemption from scoring a penalty. But that's like saying you scored a free throw. I expect you to score a penalty nine times out of ten, unless it's a poor penalty. So that doesn't redeem you to redeem yourself from such a catastrophic mistake. Um, and yeah, I, 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 I do agree with Marv's point. I do think, and I think it's, it is one of these tactical mistakes. Why have we only got one man back? And I've seen it multiple times. And particularly a man like Jorginho, who, if he does get caught out, is not going to run back. If you had someone like Kante back, you could understand Kante will, has got the energy and the pace to try and cover himself a little bit. But you do need that, I think you do need that extra man back, particularly if you're going to have Jorginho there. So I think that is a problem. But still, you can't be making that mistake. As Marv said, with, a, with someone that's paid that amount of money, playing in a centre-mid role where you're, you should be having a better touch, you shouldn't be making that mistake. And quite frankly, it is the one thing that cost us the game because United did nothing, nothing in that game. The only other ch- good chance they had was Mendy's, again, Mendy's mistake, passing it out to Fred. But luckily, Fred is a, an abysmal footballer and was never going to score in the first place. I, was, I, 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 I saw the pass, it went out and I was like, oh God. And then I saw it was Fred and I was like, oh no, that's all right. He's going to miss it. And he played an awful shot, so it was all right. But United did nothing. And that's the part that frustrates me. Previous United games, that we've had we've had games where Rashford has scored an unreal free kick or they've got one chance and they've scored. And that's that's fair enough. You've, 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 you've got, you've shithoused the game. You've done that. Fair enough. But this is just this is just our own mistake. This is our own fault. We've got no one else to blame but our own selves. And it, 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 I, I'm just that's what that's what really annoys me about the game. It was in our own hands, and we threw that. We threw them two points away. We just gave them, and it could have been three points. It could have been three points. Luckily, it's not, and we got saved by a penalty, uh, which was definitely a penalty. But we got saved because, as, as Marv said, we could we should score two or three goals. 
But we the only reason we scored was because of penalty. And that's that is a big problem. That's a big problem in that match. Time's gone by, we would have probably lost that one nil. But there you go. Um Jesters, I'll come to you first. What did you think about the Georgina mistake? Am I being a bit too harsh or was it a catastrophic mistake? No, it's terrible. You're a professional footballer. That ball comes in. I don't care how high in the air it is. You put your foot through it or you put your head through it. You don't try to settle the ball when, you ha- when you're the slowest player on hey, Excuse me. I got to slow down a little bit. The slowest player on the pitch. Okay? I, if, if him and Alonzo and a turtle are in a foot race, what place do Alonzo and Jorginho come in after the turtle comes in first? Okay, that's what it is. You put your foot through that ball. You put your head through it. Do something to delay the oncoming rush. Doing that when you have a player like Sancho and a player like Rashford coming at you who you can't catch. You can't even tackle them because you can't catch them. And then to stand there and go, oh, I messed up. You know, I've been saying for a while that I think he goes back to Italy this summer. I don't think he signs an extension because he wants to go back to Italy. Now I hope he goes back to Italy. Plays like that, I don't care what else good you do. Plays like that piss me off more than anything. You've made a mistake. At least run after him. I know you're not going to catch him. But standing there and looking up at the sky, sky is not going to help you, brother. Um, but that wasn't the big the big problem. The big problem is we couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, that, that is true. I mean, Marv, what, what did you think of the mistake? Was it was it that catastrophic mistake? I mean, just the same, or was it was it just something that just happens? Well, no, it was absolutely atrocious. I mean, for a play, I mean, I was going absolutely mental in one of my group chats. <laughs> Um, I think it was, uh, I mean, it was terrible. If you get paid that much money, I'm expecting you to control the ball. It's the kind of thing that I would expect myself to do. But even I wouldn't have done it. I probably wouldn't have risked it. I would have just smacked the hell out of it if I didn't feel like I was going to hit it. But what he did, it couldn't have been any worse. Even a back pass would have been more efficient. Um, uh, That being said, I'm not, again, I'm not going to scapegoat the player because he had the balls to take the penalty after that and he scored. And that's easy to, yeah, no penalties are easy to score, but he did score it. And, you know, we picked it up. I know we we probably would have won without this mistake, but we didn't lose. Um, I'm not going to get to blaming players. I mean, he's been pretty good for us on the two call. So, you know, I'm not going to get on that. Um, there are lots of like individual moments that cost us this win, so I'm not go- I'm not going to get on that kind of hating of the player thing. I I just think we should have won. We were really super unlucky not to win, and that's pretty much as deep as it goes. It's a shame, but if we win the next game, we're still top of the league. So, you know, and it's a big game. Big games aren't always won. As long as they're not lost at home, like we did against City, I think it was. We've got to start winning these home big games. You know, if we can beat. Liverpool at home, draw of City away, then we're in the driving seat again. So the, I think the big games are going to decide where this title goes. And we just need to avoid losing to shit teams. We cannot afford to be dropping points against teams like Watford and Leeds this year if we want to win this league. Because Liverpool are going to beat them 6-0. And Man City are going to beat them 6-0. So that, that's the difference that we need to worry. I don't think this game is, you know, yeah, we should have beaten them, but 
you know, wasn't the worst game ever. I mean, I'm not too too frustrated with it. I think we played well and it just wasn't there for us today. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's just one of them things. It's, it's not, it would be all right. If this was a good Manchester United team, I wouldn't be so annoyed. But this is one of the worst Manchester United teams in years. And that's the part that annoys me, that we just... Um, uh, we've, we've t- it's been so long since we've beaten Manchester United in the league, and I just hate. I, I think I think it's just because I hate you losing to United. I hate the team with a vengeance. It's pro- Tottenham is probably the only team in England that I hate more than Manchester United, um, and it's just it's just very so frustrating in the way we've just kind of thrown it away. I think if again, as I said, if, if it was something that they just beat us with one chance, then fair enough. But we've thrown, we've kind of given away two points. I, I don't like giving away points like that uh, so cheaply, but obviously that wasn't the only issue within the game. Um, generally the front three, again, missing chances, not uh, doing the right passes when they should have. Um, and, and some of the other players, some of the wing-backs and the midfielders as well, but front three is the main concern. Um, Jester, did you think that was the right front three for this game, or do you think we, we could have done anything different to try and get improve? Um, before I answer that, um, Tuchel did a tie. Jorginho was disturbed by the lights above him when he was trying to control the ball. He could not see the ball in the end. <sighs> I'm just gonna let that rest. Wow! I'm flaming the lights now. Uh, it's not. It's not as bad as Stig's snow argument. Yeah, yeah, snow argument. Hey, um, no, that was not the front three that should have started. It's not a front three that has anybody that I'm worried about scoring against me. Werner takes five or six chances to put the ball in the back of the net. Callum's not a, not a not as a goal scorer. He doesn't have a killer instinct. And Ziyech couldn't hit water from a boat. Six shots, two on target. Supposed to be the man with the left foot. I'm sorry. Um, I understand that Callum's had a run of games who had people thought, oh, he's been amazing in. He's just been a, a barely above average. His game against Juventus, if he didn't score the goal, I would have had him at as an average rating. If Ziyech hadn't existed on Timo's goal, average rating. They are not doing enough to warrant starts in the Premier League against Man United, who, whatever form they're on, is not like their freaking Newcastle. They have quality in their squad. When you're given chances... Outside the six yard, right outside the six yard box, one on one, the keeper. You need to beat the keeper. When you're making runs, people need to find you in those runs. If you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off, which is great, but you're not producing, you need to check yourself. Now, it, it, it's, you know, it's a, we have a fan base full of people who think they know football. And want to bring up these agendas and these these young kids who want to push these young players. Oh, let's bring in Ian Matson now, a 19-year-old who's never played a Premier League game, as far as I know. Yeah, you want to bring a 19-year-old into a title run. 
Callum is not at that level to be starting in these games. Ziyech has barely shown anything to be starting in these games. Now, I understand that Havers had a hammy, just came back, but he was apparently fit. I know Lukaku hasn't had his ankle and probably wasn't fit enough. But you have Mason Mount, who, yes, with, with all the bad things, you know, the him not being clinic, so clinical sometimes, still is a better than Ziyech and Cho. You have Christian Pulisic, who wins you games, big games and big moments. He's on the bench. Those players play. And they play every game until they can't play anymore. And Ziyech and Callum and Timo can get their minutes when they can get their minutes. We need to tighten the rotation up to Mount, to Havertz, to Lukaku, and to Christian Pulisic. Everybody else can play, can just get the scrub minutes when they can get the scrub minutes and see if they can get back in form. But I'm done with all, all the rest of them. Yeah, I mean, I with that front three, I mean, my predictions, I had Pulisic in, I had Werner in, and I had Callum in. Um, so I don't think it was, for me, I, I don't think it was massively wrong, but it was just generally poor. And I am getting a bit fed up with how it, it's just inconsistent everyone is. It's not just one particular player. It's just... It is just frustrating. Um, I think generally what I've noticed in the last few weeks, it's been a distinct lack of serve. We, we, we've all said about how Havertz has played poor in the number nine. Pulisic apparently played poor in the number nine against Juventus. Uh, Lukaku's played poor um, previously before. But my point would be, well, not all, all of them can't be rubbish, coincidentally, in that number nine position. So is is it a problem where we're just we're not feeding that number nine, and it's causing other problems around? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I as you said, I would have played Pulisic today, and I think the when Pulisic come on, even in that right wing back role, I think he proved that he should be starting, and I think he has to. I think he's he is our most talented winger by far, um, even with the new arrivals. Um, it's obviously the only question is fitness, which I, I understand we can manage him. Uh, in and out, but he has to start. Even you, even if you have to take him off after 60 minutes and bring someone on, that's fine with me. But he starts. Um, Marv, what did you think of the front three overall in the game? And was that was you happy with that front three at the start of the game? Oh, of course not. It's uh, not the front three I would be picking. Um, like I've always got faith in like Ziek doing something across the game. I think he was better towards the end. But again, I think that Justice is right. In the fact that play him and and show for me data, I know will stick my. I mean, I have no agenda. I'm not a big fan of him, but again, I just don't think he is that good. And I will continue to say that because I believe that it's not that I don't like him. I I could not give a shit who scores. I could not give a shit how we win as long as we win. Um, but I just don't think that. I mean, ZX's got a lot of work to because he's not an aesthetics player, and that's the problem. When he does bad, it looks horrid. And it's the same as Verno. Like they're, they're not technical beauties. They don't like look great when they play. 
Um, but yeah, I have to say the same with Ziyech, though. If he didn't get that assist against Juventus, he comes up not looking too great. But that being said, are we overly critical because we're top at the moment? So the team is better than it's been in the last, like, I mean, this is the best, potentially the best squad I've ever seen Chelsea have, and it competes with 2004. We'll see how far that team can go by the end of the season, you know. But I, I mean, my front three will always involve more flexi play so i like the idea of having i think habits is the best one to play in the center of the role um the fact that Pulisic wasn't that good in force nine what do you expect he's not it's not his position um but that being said i think it's more like the role they play aren't necessarily going to be that glorious it's about bringing others into the game isn't it so the others have got a bit more freedom to play and, and we beat juventus four nil so are we not creating chances I mean, we, we've scored a lot of goals. Uh, it just this was a day where none of them went in, and you know, for me, Pulisic's by far the best winger at the club, and, and you know, I believe that. I think he's the only one-on-one player. He's the one who can exploit space as well. He releases the ball at the right time. I think he's quick. He's he can get in behind it. He can do everything, and I don't think the other wingers can do everything. I think ZX good for the occasional creative ball and the occasional wonder goal. I think that. Hudson Odoi did well in defence today, so I'm going to give him his, his respect for the fact he stopped a lot of Rashford counterattacks, and I respect players that put the, the work in for the team. Um, but he cannot one on one. He's okay with his passing, but his final ball isn't that great. His decision making's not that great, and I'm not sure that he's a man for a big game. And, and the biggest worry I have is that there are a couple of big game floppers in the team. And when Lukaku came off those remaining 10 minutes, I just had a feeling that nothing would happen with them. Um, that's one of my concerns. Um, Pulisic has to play, though. He absolutely has to play. If it was up to me, he would play every single match. Uh, I'll you know, probably go with Pulisic, Havertz, Werner. I think that kind of the blend that we had last season towards the back end was quite good. But the positive thing is there's a lot of competition. And, and players will constantly have to keep proving themselves over and over again. And if players don't like that, they can go and play for other shit teams like Arsenal. But, you know, it, it's a heavy team. We, we've got a lot of good players and one of the best squads I think we could possibly have. And I believe we can win big. Uh, you know, I just count this as an outlier and hopefully we win against Watford. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I, I just... I find we, we do create a lot, um, but... We just, we just, there's too many times that we just are not getting, uh, we, I find we don't get enough shots on target, which is a problem because if you're not getting enough shots on target, you're not going to score a lot enough. Um, we have had games where we have been more clinical. Um, it's better than last season, but we still need to have more clinical games because otherwise we, if we're not going to be clinical, we are just, we, we're going to lose out on these games and it is going to be these small, small games where we, teams are parking a bus and we're just not it, that today obviously even Van United needs loads of blocks loads of clearances which is fine but we need to oh, we need to get that we, we need to get that clinical nature so the one chances we'd get that are good we're not messing them up and I feel like too many times we're messing it up I don't know whether it's something where we need to go into the market because obviously we went into the market we bought Lukaku and so far, we haven't seen a major increase or major improvement. I don't know whether it's because I, I, I've always said I think we need a better winger. Um, I think we have Pulisic. Outside of that, as you said, Marv, I think we get too many players that go missing in too many big games. There's too many players that, yes, they have good traits about them, but give a lot Saint of them Max. are give not me, just good finishers. Give me, me St. Max or Zaha. I, I've 
asked for those players for years. Um, and I, I think the fact that those two players give us something, uh, like in terms of wingers that can carry the ball and beat players, we, ha- we have only Pulisic. And that's not even totally Pulisic's game. He likes to beat one and get the ball off, get it through. Whereas someone like St. Matt's can open up teams. You get someone like Zaha who can score goals. You know, he's focused at Crystal Palace. He's playing amongst all great players. I think those kind of players would have been great for us. Uh, and then I think we persevere a bit too much with Hudson and thinking he's going to become the next Neymar. And I just, I don't really see that. I don't see any unique superstar quality there. And that might sound bad and a lot of people disagree with me, but I just don't see it. It's yeah, Mbappe. It's Mbappe who they're comparing him to, by the way. Yeah, he's ridiculous. Mbappe's fu- Mbappe is lightning. He can beat players just with one touch of the ball. He's got skills on the feet. He can go left and right. Can Hudson-Odoi use more than one foot? I don't think so. Now, I'm trying to respect the player. I want him to succeed, but... He's absolutely nowhere near Mbappe. It is, it, there, there, are, there are galaxies between the two players. No, I think there's galaxies between him and, and, and Christian Pulisic, by the way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't, think he's, I don't think he's remotely close to the level of Christian Pulisic. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's something, obviously. I, I, think, I don't think it's just Callum. I think there's a, no, a number of players that are just not there in terms of especially finishing. I think that's the overarching problem. You've got players that are good at certain things, which is fair enough, but there's a common pattern that there's just not enough wingers, particularly, that are just good enough with their finishing, apart from Pulisic. And even then, Pulisic's not even the best either. Um, so I think it's something that possibly needs to change. Just as, is that something we need to change in the market, or is this something that these players will eventually get better at? Yeah, I think it's a summertime market move. You can't go try to find a, a killer out in uh, in January because you're going to pay uh, twice the money that you should. Um, I know there's been talks of Chiesa. There's been talks of Kingsley Coman. Uh, I personally like Leroy Sané. Um, but Good there choice. Are, Good choice. There are players out choice. there. Yeah. And we have the, the pieces to move. Look, the Werner experiment's been nice. I don't think he's at the races. If uh, he wants to go be, go back to Bayern so he can be back with uh, Julian Nag- Nagelsmann, hey, we'll do a deal. Werner, for Sané, maybe we throw some cash that way. I, I would be all for that. Um, Ziyech just will never be the Ajax Ziyech in the Premier League. It's not, it, it's too physical, too fast-paced for him. Um, Callum needs to go on loan. He needs to go on loan and develop his game to see what he's going to be. He cannot do that in a team whose aspirations are titles. And that's what we're here to do. You cannot have somebody play that hasn't developed their game so there's three pieces that you could move this summer to bring in two maybe maybe three but mounts playing up there so i th- and i think we're going to stay stay at a back three so for me you go out and you get uh two more wingers you've got kai havertz you've got uh, Christian Pulisic, you've got Romelu Lukaku. Put put a Sané in there. Put a Chiesa in there. 
put a Kingsley comb on it as much as he's injured. He does finish oh. in the box. He does Come finish in the box. Come on, is a bum. It's not good enough. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like Kerman. I mean, that, okay. Well, that's fine. Bum. I still think he's better than what? Ziyech. Oh yeah. Swap Lukaku. Swap Lukaku. Let him go, let him go with Conte to Tottenham. We can get Haaland. <laughs> I was going to suggest that. I just, you know, I get enough. I get enough uh, hate as it is already. Um, yeah, that's a that's a controversial one, but. I mean, with Haaland, in my opinion, this team right now would be by far the best team in the world. And I, I was literally fighting that corner to the death because I think he would have been great. Uh, for me, yeah. he is an absolute superhuman superstar. And he already is the best striker in the world. And how old is he? 2021? 20, um, Lukaku is... In, from, I mean, and I hope he does well. I really do. He started well, but he is nowhere near the level of Haaland. And he's like nine years older than him. Yeah I, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's many players in the. I don't think there's anyone that's anywhere near Haaland at the moment. To be fair, um, in terms of the, uh, while I don't completely rate Z- Sane as much as others, I still think he would bringing him in would be better than a lot of the players that we have. My personal one, if we were to get anyone, would be Chiesa. I think he would work really well. Um, Coman. Personally, I'd say that's a no. I think we have enough injury-prone players in the team, or potentially injury-prone players in the team. I wouldn't want to add another one uh, into that basis. But I, I do think there is a move we need to make, and it has to be. It, as Jester said, you can't do it in January. It's got to be a summer thing, so we've got to put up with it for the rest of the season and see what we can do in the summer. I think at least one person will move. I think Ziyech is halfway out the door, in my opinion. Um and I think that Werner, there has been some more concrete rumours. And I can I can understand him if he wants to go buy a minute. I'd, I'd, I'd be happy at the right price to let him go. And I think that's enough money to go and spend on a very good winger and probably still have a little bit of money to spend on probably the defence if some players choose not to sign contracts. Um, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that. The other issue that a lot of people have spoken about and just has kind of referred to it with Matson is now the left wing back obviously um since we last were on Chilwell's been playing really well and then has got this ACL injury which is still still to be seen whether he's out for the season or not I'm hopeful I don't think I didn't look at it and go it's a straight up tear um it's straight up out of the season I have had some hope and I still do I think Chelsea do that's why they're not rushing into surgery so hopefully we get to the end of December it's a bit better and they say all right it's going to be another month but he'll be back uh generally okay but should he be out for the rest of the season I would be worried uh with just having Alonso I don't think he played too well today um he just I, I, he, he was not at the races for me and I, I think Alonso is okay in short bursts at times, but I think over a period of the whole season, I'm not sure whether he's good enough. Um, this probably is something we could look at in the market, and there are some options you could get, but it's something that, again, could be something where it's a difference, especially in this system where, as we've seen with Chilwell and James, they are major parts of the system uh, in terms of goal scoring and defending. Um, Marv, I'll start with you. Do you think Alonso can be the guy to plug this hole? Um, do you yeah. think there's anyone in the squad? Should Alonso not be the uh, solution that you, you would put in the squad? And is it? Do you think we should go in the market at all in January for anyone to replace? 
we shouldn't go in the market unless I mean I think it was an issue if if Alonso is going to go then we do need to sign good competition for Chilwell. It needs to be flexible competition that someone is not just a left-back only. Um, someone like Serginio Dest that can play both sides, it would be kind of one of the top ones on my list. Good for marketability too, because he's American. Um, that being said, though, it's a really tough... I wouldn't bring back Matson. I know that's quite a popular decision, and I do like how he's been playing at Coventry, but we would also slow down his... Uh, slow down his development so that's a while we've got to think i know the club comes first but he's not going to play that much is he and if chillwell's back by january we have to this discussion is going to have to be different when we just see what's going to happen to chillwell um if he's able to be back in january february then no we'd stick with marcos because we've also got aspili cueta that can go there and i know he's not amazing in that position but he's competent i mean he's better than luke shit um so he's competent so I don't think it is as bad. I know because the way we play the wing, that's so important, and he's so good, Chilwell, in that position, which is a worry because we've got no one who's quick. I wouldn't play Hudson Adoy there. Um, but I think that we do have enough options not to waste money. I would be very concerned about who it was that we brought in because, you know, Chilwell's going to be back. And after that, then we've got overload in that position. So it's definitely... If we're going to buy someone who's going to be for the future who we actually want, then I'll be for it. If it's someone like Serginio Des, because he can play on the right side and left side, and he could potentially fill in at the wing, right? Um, and he's got upside. However, if it's like someone, I'm trying to think it could be like Dwight McNeil or something like that, it's just not worth it. What's the point? Um, and plus, if Matson is going to be there two years, one year, uh, I'd be much more inclined to wait for Matson the fact of how well it's gone when we've tried youth players recently it's a really tough question but first let's find out how long Chilwell's out for if he's only out for a couple of month or two then might as well just stick with Alonso Alonso's a decent player yeah uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have a wait and see well, obviously it is dependent on Chilwell um Jester's obviously Dest was mentioned I, I was going to mention Dest uh after you used to uh talk about it but Marv has already hit the nail on the head with that um and i know obviously you've been american you're gonna always want another american in um do you think alonso is up to the task for a left wing back should it be for the rest of the season or would you go into the market in january if it's for the rest of the season no he's not he just <clears throat> the way we like to play and and i i'm gonna say this again the reason for as the way we've been playing and the uptick in the offense have been from the wingbacks, not from our forwards, from our wingbacks. They've been brilliant, and now you've lost half of them. <clears throat> Marcus Alonso cannot take Ben Chilwell's place. He doesn't have the pace. He doesn't have the skill. He just He's just not that guy. Okay? He, he's at... He's at point in his career where a slower league like a Serie A or a, a league well not a league even league um, maybe La Liga would be right up his alley for him <clears throat> so I like the idea of Dest um, but I think that if Ben is going to be back this year I think you put that decision off to the summertime so again we have six weeks to wait to see or four weeks at this point, five weeks maybe, uh, what the call on Chilwell is going to be. Um, but I, 
I don't know if you, if we really, I just thought about this. When, when substitutions were made in this game and, and RJ went to the left-hand side, you know who else went to the left-hand side with him? Hakim Ziyech. So as long as you have a left foot on the left side, I'm okay with playing an inverted wing back. Because that's just like having a left-footed wing back with a, an inverted wi winger. There's no difference. There's still a left foot on that side. I would prefer that left foot to be Kai Havertz because uh, I think he brings up much more than Hakim Ziyech does. So I would be fine uh, with putting Christian Pulisic at the left wing back spot with Kai Havertz at the left forward slash left wing slash uh, left attacking mid, whatever you want to call him. So at least you would have a left foot if you wanted to put a left foot cross in. Um, I would be okay with that. I would also be okay with Sal Naguez playing there because, again, those wingbacks are midfielders, not defenders. And I think he, he again, would be more pace, more offense, uh, more combination play. Um, I think that he would be better at it, too. But, you know, the question being, do we need to bring somebody in? That all has to do with if Chilwell is going to be out for the entire season or not. Yeah, Marv, I was going to bring that up after because I've heard a few people talk about this um, in terms of Sal potentially. I do think it could be something you could try um, because obviously I know he did, didn't like playing as left wing back under Simeone, but as we've seen, Tuchel plays wing backs completely different to how Simeone would. Could Sal be a possible player that obviously you'd have to try these in the games like Watford and maybe Brentford in the cup where you should be beating them anyway. But do you think Sal could be this out there option that could suddenly come in with a bit of Tuchel brilliance? Marv, you there? Yeah, sorry. Um, I don't know because I haven't seen him play there. So I really couldn't say whether I believe it's something good or not. I don't think it's something we should be experimenting with either. Um if, if he looks good in training, then yeah, let's try it. But that Carabao Cup game, we should win because there is a huge chance of us winning that competition. You look at the remaining teams. I don't think we should be taking any competition lightly because this is a season we could rack up a beautiful amount of trophies and we've got to take all of those seriously. Um, I'm really not sure because if he doesn't, doesn't like playing there, I'm not sure how motivated he's going to be to excel there. And that's one of the problems. If he does well in training, though, I don't, I don't see why not. Yeah, it's just something that a few people have talked about. And I think with the, some of Sal's qualities, I think in this specific way, the Tuchel plays wingbacks, he may be a bit more suited to, accustomed to, and he may prefer it. But again, yeah, it's something that obviously we can't afford to experiment with, but maybe it's something Tuchel may look at. Obviously, we know Tuchel loves to put in these weird out there things. And a lot of the times they do tend to work out. Um, so I, I wouldn't be completely against it. I, obviously, it would be dependent on how well if he's doing the training of it, because obviously you, he's got to be, show something to do it. Um, in terms of going through some of the options that we've all said, Matson, I have said just leave him where he is because he's had one season in League One and not even half a season at Championship. It's too big a step up to suddenly get him start in, in the Premier League if you're going to say he's better than Alonso. 
Um, it would be too. I think it would be a bit too much pressure on him too early because he is will be in the spotlight, especially if he makes a mistake, and then that could set him back um, in multiple years. I think let him stay where he is, develop, and come into the team in the future. Which is why I think if there is anyone to go into the market with, I do think Dest is the best option. As as Marv said, he can play both sides of the wing back. Uh, so he can work as more that utility player. He can play on the wing. He's not going to cost a lot of money. Uh, I wouldn't say more than 25 million because Barcelona are in such financial trouble that they have they, that if if a half decent fee comes in for him, they will have to sell him. And with Marina and how good her negotiating skills is, we're on the A side on that. I think anywhere else, you're going to get people in January, especially say a lot of money because we need a wing back whereas Barcelona don't have that uh, whole stranglehold on Chelsea um, and I think obviously he's young he can be a I think he can be a backup to Rhys James and I think would accept being a backup to Rhys James and Chilwell for a time and then when Matson comes in it's a straight fight between Rhys James and uh, Dest and if it doesn't work out completely we can still sell him on for a fair bit of money so I don't think it's a bad option to have um, for the future because I do think obviously if Aspi's not really playing too much at the moment he certainly doesn't look as good at wing back in recent times so we are short if Reese James gets an injury so I think Guest would be a decent option and a, a cheap and viable option I think it ticks all the boxes so that would be the good move I'd go for I think you've heard stuff like Gosens but Gosens has been out for a while this season is injured I think he'd cost a fair bit of money some people said Guerrero from Borussia Dortmund. Well, I wouldn't go anywhere near him after, after Dortmund's uh, haggling with Haaland. So, yeah, an utter bomb, that Guerrero is shit. Have you watched him? Have you seen him play? I, 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 don't, think he's, I don't think he's the best thing since life, since life spread, but... He's okay for an occasional goal, but oh my god, he cannot defend. He's just as bad as Hakimi, who is, oh, by the way, the most overrated player in the world at the moment. Um, he's quite fast, Hakimi, and he just runs in straight lines. He cannot defend for shit. Like these, um, I, I would definitely be pro Dest because I think there is an ability there that we could exploit, and he's 21. I think there's a lot of potential uh, that we could kind of get out of him. So he would definitely be up there. Who was the other one you mentioned? Gerson's. I quite like Gerson's. I think he's a good player, but I don't think he would come cheap. Yeah, that's what but my Jordan. issue is. Because are, are you being, are, people will say Gerson's. Um, I, my ask would be, are you bringing him to be a backup or are you bringing him to yeah. replace Chilwell? Because I think he'd want to start yeah. and you've already paid 50 million for Chilwell. So I think yeah, it's, not there's, it's nice to have a bit of, it's nice to have lots of depth, but that would, in the end, I think, would just be a bit of unhealthy competition. Um, so, yeah, yeah. The wrong I, think, I, think, I think I think Dest is the best option, um, especially yeah, the fact that can play both sides. But it's one of them things. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a it, it has been a tough match, um, a tough match to take. But it is a quick turnaround. We have Watford. I think it's Wednesday, isn't it? Correct. Correct. Yeah. So obviously a quick turnaround. I think they lost today um, after beating Man United. So by the, judging by that, we can't we can't uh, totally underestimate them because they've, they've beaten Man United and we can't. So that's one of the things. But um, Marv, are you confident for Wednesday against Watford? 
Um, yeah, I mean, it depends. It really depends who plays and all that. I mean, I never go in. I, lately, I've gone into the games a bit more confident because the team is really good. Uh, you know, if the team, I think when you're top and when you are fighting for it, Chelsea are always motivated. I think the problem is when we, if we slip off early, the motivation goes. And that's totally fine. I think that it's a really good um, chance for us to turn it around quick. Um, I, I would take any win here as well. Just give me any one nil, whatever. Just we've got to win this game. We cannot afford to drop points in this one. Yeah, fair enough. Jesters, are you confident for this game? Yeah, I, I, I am. Um, I think that Dennis went off today with a injury. I don't know how bad, um, but they're they're not at our level. Let's let's be correct. Uh, we should be pounding them, uh, and. So my front three for that match, just just in case, I'm either going uh, Pulisic, Havertz, Mount, or Pulisic, um, Lukaku, Mount, depending on which is the most fit out of Havertz and Lukaku. If it's Havertz and not Pulisic, I want to see Pulisic at left wing back. I do not want to see Marcus Alonso play. Uh, I just don't, unless it's Saul. Because, again, if you have Havertz on the left, here, there's your left foot on that side. And uh, we saw um, Captain America stomp on the goat a little bit in defense. Uh, and I know people don't think he can play defense, but he actually is very good at it. Um, better than than somebody else on this team who played wing back. That's not a wing back. Um, that was some good shade. I, like that. Uh, I, I didn't mention I any names. You can't give me names. <laughs> but I we, think know, we know all you're talking about. Though. <laughs> but the, the other thing is, RJ played 90 minutes. So do you have RJ? Uh, because I think that AC will play center, center back. And I think unless you're going to play Chalaba uh, at right center back and Rudiger at left center back, I don't want to see Saar. Sorry, he's not there yet for me. Um, and Aspie at, at wing back, then Aspie's going to have to play right center back. So who do you play at wing back? Do you play James again, or do you rest him for West Ham on Saturday? And you know it's two. It's a two game split. So and then you have two games after that to Saturday. So there has to be some sort of rotation here. Uh, do you put Callum back at right wing back? Uh, do you bring Sal in at left wing back and play Christian at right wing back? Because Christian and, and, and Mount seem to have very good link up on that side when they came in. There's just those questions have to be asked. And if uh, the right people are selected, I, I think that we can easily have a win and move on to West Ham on Saturday, which will be by far our toughest test uh, of, of those two games. Yeah, I do think there's a lack of depth a little bit. Now Chilwell was out in that kind of right wing, in terms of that wing back. I, I as much as I love Aspi, I'm not so much confident, you know, as a wing back role. As a centre back, I'm fine. But I think at his age, I'm, I'm just not so convinced with, again, how Tuchel likes to play his wing backs if Aspi's very much up to it. I, I, I mean, I liked how Pulisic played today at wing back, so that could be an option. So I think there's going to be a lot of thinking to do for Tuchel. Um, Mar, before we go, what, what would be your front three against Watford? My front three um, is Havertz back. Depends, because he's on the bench 
and he's there, but I don't, it depends on how fit they are. I think Lukaku and Havertz, you've got okay. them question marks of how fit. Yeah, okay, so I'm going to go, I'm going left side Pulisic, going to go left side Pulisic, Havertz in the middle, and probably Werner on the right would be my choices, and maybe swap with Lukaku at half time, maybe get him, because I think this is the kind of game Lukaku normally scores in. So it's kind of, I'm kind of leaning towards that at the moment. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I would go with Pulisic. I would go with. I I I honestly don't know. I I I I've 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 got such a lack of confidence in most of these wing uh wingers at the moment. I I I just don't know who to pick. If I'm honest, so I I'm gonna wait and see on the day, see how I feel. But there you go. That's just that is just how Chelsea is at the moment. But that is the end to what is. Uh, another wonderful podcast. Shame it couldn't be all uh, sunshine and rainbows, but that that's just football for you. Um, so, thank, first of all, Marv, thank you for coming on for today. Happy to be on, as always. What a great time on our Sunday, usually. Yeah, I mean, hopefully next time we're on, it's a bit more positive to talk we'll about. Top. Next time we're on, we'll be top of the league still. A bit more points ahead. Oh, we're top of the league now, so it's fine. Yep. Well, despite the issues, we are time. top of the Yes, hopefully. Four yeah, points next week. Four. Yeah, it'll be more than one point. Um, yeah. Jesters, thank you for coming on once again. Thank you. Uh, uh, I always have uh, fun with my therapy sessions here with you and Marv, so I appreciate it. Now I can look forward to working all week. <laughs> oh, yeah, the joys of work. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, uh, that's tough. I mean, it's, it's annoying when you, you finish the week, you Chelsea don't make you happy and then you have to go through the whole working week and just misery but hopefully Chelsea can make it better on Wednesday and then we can go to the rest of the week all happy but guys thank you for listening on what was another wonderful pod um we'll be back maybe after the Watford game I might get a couple guests on midweek and do a quick pod in between the Watford and West Ham game if not we will be back at the weekend for the West Ham review and once the women's international break is over, we will start some of the women's shows. So make sure you stay tuned for that. I think we're going to get a few guests on from the women's scene to shake it up a little bit, along with some of the regular panellists that um, to make what is a wonderful pod for not just Chelsea men's, but Chelsea women's as well. So thank you for tuning in. Make sure you uh, follow us on Spotify and Apple podcast. And make sure you follow us on Twitter at WWC Pod Articles. I'm Matt, your host, and let's.